0: Welcome in to yet another episode of Hate the Player, Not the Game. It is December 17th, early in the morning here in San Jose, but we got a lot to talk about today. I will be discussing this last week in college football, uh, Mizzou's disappointing performance against Georgia. You know, a lot of other games, LSU's big upset over Florida, the shoe throwing incident, um, and then looking ahead to conference championship week, which should be a lot of fun, including a conference championship game that is taking place at, a you know, a stadium that isn't even either of these teams home stadium. It isn't a neutral site necessarily. So, you know, that should be interesting to look at. We also have a lot of other college football this next week, though. Um, look at some of the MLB's decisions lately, specifically finally adding the Negro Leagues to uh, their official record base. Long overdue. Uh, very happy that's there. Now we'll discuss the implications of that and look a little bit at the NBA. But before that, let's look at some college football from last week. So, starting off, as I'm sure many of you know since know, this does take place at Mizzou, but Georgia beat Mizzou 49-14, to um, you know, JT, Georgia, I feel like if they were playing now against, um, Florida, they would, uh, they would have a much easier time, I'm not saying they necessarily win, I think it'd be a better game if they played now, because they finally found their quarterback in JT Daniels, the USC transfer um, he had 299 yards and 3 touchdowns on just 16 completions, though, which is pretty good. Um, George Pickens, though, what a force for Georgia. 126 yards and 2 touchdowns on 5 catches. It's just crazy. Um, in terms of other things, uh, Mizzou just really configured on an offense in the second half, and their defense was just getting torched. Um, You know, they're down a lot of scholarship players, so not too surprising, but... Hopefully things will go different. Uh when they uh when they play Mississippi State this next week. Um moving on, Alabama beat Arkansas fifty-two to three. Max Jones with a quieter day, but you know it's Arkansas. Um, I don't think anybody expected this to go any other way. Uh Alabama though. If you wanna see how much they progressed just over this year, they only beat Missouri by like twenty to open the season. This game against Arkansas, who just played Mizzou down to the wire, 52-3. to Just crazy how good that offense has gotten over the course of this year. Um, LSU beat Florida 37-34. Um, so, this was, of course, the game with the shoe-throwing incident by Marco Wilson. Well, I'm sure we'll live in infamy in the minds of Gators fans for a while. But, aside from that, you know, that the problem with this is that the rest of Florida, Florida offense had a good game. Kyle Trash, 474 yards and two touchdowns. That's just a lot of yards. I mean, he wasn't exactly the most efficient. But still, that's a very good game. Uh, Kadarius Tony had a really good game too. But this is just going to be marred by that uh, shoe throwing incident. And that, that just kind of sucks. Um, and now, probably my favorite, favorite box score of this past week. North Carolina, 62. Miami, 26. Um, So, I mean, on the outside looking in, you think, oh, number 10 versus number 17. One loss team versus three loss team. This isn't going to be that close. It will probably be in Miami's favor. You have not watched Miami football this year. Because Miami football has struggled to barely beat middling to bottom of the pack teams in the ACC. In North Carolina, I mean, they do have those two losses, but can you really... The only loss you can really blame them for is Virginia Tech, right? I mean, i mean sorry, not Virginia Tech, Virginia. Um, I mean, that Florida State loss doesn't look the best either, but... N- Notre Dame... I mean, you, how, it was a close game for most of that game, and I don't think you can really hold that over them. They're supposed to lose that game. But, you know, Derrick King did have a good game, but... North Carolina's defense finally playing up to their expectations and that's very exciting. Well, I will say Uh Coastal Carolina barely beat Troy. Uh a little bit of a hangover from that BYU game a week ago. Uh forty two to thirty eight. Uh you know this this is what really separates the teams. They didn't get upset here. And that's really all you look for. Uh a win's a win. Even though Troy is not even five hundred in the sun belt, so I mean, a little worrisome. Uh, Northwestern beat Illinois in the battle of whatever they call the battle for Illinois. Um, Yeah, I mean, Northwestern just played their brand of football. Not a lot of passing yards. Evan Hall had a good game rushing. 149 yards rushing. Uh, And, you know, they got things done. Uh, USC beat UCLA off a uh, last-second comeback. Um... So this is why nobody uh, is really looking at USC in terms of national uh, press and college football playoff especially is because they barely, they've had a lot of close games. It they, they took a comeback to come back against ASU week one. Uh, they barely beat Arizona, um, and then they barely beat UCLA. Um, but what's really going to be a good test for them is if they can beat Oregon this next week. If they can beat Oregon, I think you take them more seriously. But right now, I just struggle to get... Yeah. But if they beat Oregon, they're going to be in the New York Six no matter what. I mean, do you start looking at them for college football playoff? I don't think they will, personally, the committee at all, just because of the lack of games played, even though Ohio State's played the same amount. But USC just hasn't looked as good in those games. Uh, I will beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going... Right off the tracks, that's not too surprising. BYU beat San Diego State. Honestly, surprised it wasn't even more than that. Zach Wilson, good day though. Maybe the Bears fans will finally shut up about him once they draft him. Uh, Utah beat Colorado. Um, This one is a game you never are happy for a team to lose, but this certainly makes things easier in the Pac-12 South. Because both Colorado and USC both hadn't lost a game, and the game between them was the only game they had canceled. Uh, and you know, it's just good to it's good to not have to deal with that tiebreaker scenario. But Colorado just didn't look that good against Utah. Um, and Jerry Rice's son Brandon uh, had a good game for Colorado, even through the loss. Uh, Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Um, I saw some people thinking Baylor was going to win this game. Uh, no, 42-3. Great game by the Oklahoma State offense. It's probably a better game by their uh, by their defense. And then we had all of the canceled games. So, you know. This is just a fact in this year. Um, Michigan-Ohio State, of course, that has big implications until the Big Ten rightfully changed their... Uh, change the ruling for the uh, conference championship. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, that one doesn't matter that much. Although, I think it's probably good for Texas A&M not to play a game after what happened to Florida. Um, Cincinnati, Tulsa, that one hurts. Especially because I was going to be in Tulsa. And then, if Cincinnati would have won, they would have to go back to Cincinnati and play again. But now, they're just going to play in Cincinnati to the season. Although, this is... This does have a great scenario in that both teams are 6-0, undefeated in the American. Um, Oklahoma, West Virginia, also canceled. Purdue, Indiana, that one was going to be a massacre, so not too sad. Not going to lose sleep over that one. Texas, Kansas, again, even for how rough Texas has been this year, we do not talk about Kansas because that is what you call a bad team. Um, All right, moving on. To next week's game conference championship week hell yeah um this is going to be a lot of fun seeing conference championships especially because most of these teams haven't played because of the abbreviated seasons at least in the mountain west the pac-12 the um the mac and the big ten so oregon's facing number 13 usc at the memorial coliseum down in los angeles um you know, I'd expect USC to win this, but I won't be surprised if Oregon pulls it out. Oregon, not as strong as people thought they were this year. You know, they had that loss to uh, Oregon State, and they believe they lost to Cal even. And I mean, yeah, they lost to Cal. Um, so you know, I have a tough time pulling Oregon over. You see in that game in terms of who I think is going to win. Um, Boise State, San Jose State. That's the game I was talking about in Las Vegas, Sam Boyd Stadium, which isn't even the home of UNLV anymore. It is the home of New Mexico for about the past month. And for the past few weeks, it's been the home of San Jose State. Number twenty-four, San Jose State, might I add. So instead of playing just about ten minutes away from me in Spartan Stadium, you know, maybe get to go peer in for the Mountain West Championship game. They uh, they play Boise State in um, in Las Vegas as the home team, but they do play in Las Vegas. Um, you know, Boise State's favored by a touchdown. Uh, San Jose State did look rough at times last week against. Nevada, but I mean, I don't know how you can how you can uh, put them under by touchdown. touchdown. Um, you know, they. I think they should be able to pull it out. It does kind of suck that their game against Boise State was postponed earlier in the year, because the San Jose State team is very good, and that would have been exciting. But uh, Boise State, though, they have that one loss against BYU, and that's really... Except for that, they'd be undefeated, and they've played fairly... Similar schedule to uh, San Jose State. I will say their offense is better, but their defense is also worse than San Jose State. So that should be pretty interesting to see. Um, Pretty exciting to see, to be honest. Um, That should be a fun game. And people finally have eyes on the uh, Mountain West. And that game's going to be middle afternoon here in California, which is great. Because I need to sleep and... Usually, Mountain West Championship games are fairly late, so that's nice. Uh, Northwestern Ohio State. Again, this is going to be Ohio State's to run away with, Um, even though they're playing this neutral site for some reason. um, This should be a fairly interesting game because Ohio State, this is a similar scenario to what happened the first year of the college football playoff where I feel Ohio State needs to mop the floor with Northwestern to cement their place in the playoff. Um, You know, Ohio State, they just haven't played a lot of games yet. And, I mean, they've looked good, but aside from Indiana, they haven't played anybody. I mean, they only... They beat Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, and Michigan State outside of that Indiana game. None of those teams are good this year. So, I'm going to need to see a lot more from Ohio State this week to really take them seriously and not believe they're going to get the floor mopped with them and out with Alabama in the first round. Um, Texas A&M, Tennessee. Not a championship game, but they're playing it anyway. Uh, yeah, this is going to go Texas a and m way. Tennessee's rough this year. They got their third win, though, against Vanderbilt last week. Uh, good for them. Oklahoma State, Ohio State. Ohio State. I don't know how. I don't know how it happened. Because usually they're very underrated in terms of rankings. They're overrated as hell this year. They should not have a. Uh, they should not have that much of a chance to. uh To make the playoffs. I mean. They're 8-2. 8-1 in the Big 12. You know who that one loss is to? By three scores against number 19, Louisiana Lafayette. We'll talk about it in a second. Very good team. They lost by 17 to them. Louisiana Lafayette is ranked near 20. And oh, I, I would say it's that high up. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, honestly, i take Oklahoma in this one. They've played really good ever since Spencer Ryler settled in. Um, They've gone under the radar, kind of climbing back up. People broke them off early in the season, but I think they should be able to come away with that one. Uh, Louisiana free Coastal Carolina. Um, Both these teams are good. They had that great first game earlier in the season. Um, You know Who knows which way this one goes, but that should be an exciting game. I would definitely keep your eyes on that one. Uh, Clemson Notre Dame. I mean, the problem is, I think people are just expecting Clemson to win this game. I wouldn't be too shocked. I don't think they're going to lose. um. But, you know, as long as Trevor Lawrence doesn't get hurt, I would say the same. That first game, they played, they played really good against each other, and it ended up coming down pretty close. So I'd have to say I think this game would go uh, Clemson's way. But, you know, they have to play the game. Um... Alabama and Florida. Alabama favored by a lot. Take them out a lot. Florida does not look good after that LSU loss. I do not expect them to win that game. Tulsa and Cincinnati. That should be a fantastic game. Uh, Cincinnati needs to win to have any chance of being in the New Year's Six. Which is really all they play for in the group of five, sadly. Um, so, hopefully they end up doing that. Let's look at rankings, though. Because I discussed Iowa State and how stupid it is. That they are ranked number six. Cincinnati's ranked number ninth. They're number six in the AP poll, but they're ranked number nine in the college football playoff poll. And you just wonder why. I mean, Georgia has lost two games. Florida lost to LSU, and they dropped one. Why did that happen? I mean, that's it's ridiculous. Like Cincinnati has looked fantastic in every game. The problem, though. Cincinnati hasn't played in a while because of COVID, but that's this year. That's just this year in general. Um, and then you have the audacity. With Ohio State at number four, and UIC is number 13. I mean, I don't think USC is the top four team in this country, but they're going to be undefeated and win the Pac-12 if they won this week. And you don't give them near the same respect, any of the other teams. I'd put them above Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost two games to Kansas one well of them was to Kansas State. And I don't know if you guys follow Kansas State. They're not good this year. So this this ranking just doesn't make sense. Um again, even, just it really just doesn't make sense to me. These rankings are pretty pretty bad. Um so, you know, hopefully things iron out. They won't, but hopefully they iron out. Um Alright, let's move on to the MLB. Finally. Finally. Letting the Negro Leagues. reclassify them as a major league. Which is huge. That's a great... They have to. um, That was something that was long overlooked. And very happy that they're correcting this wrong. Um, So... You have, a uh, you, uh, people are going to be really surprised when they add these rank, um, they add these records, because, um, because you're going to see a player like Josh Gibson, who might have a chance to, uh, just climb up and go crazy for that home run record, I'd expect him to enter at least the top four, and it didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, he's long gone, he's passed a while ago, um. So, uh, I mean, he had a 441 batting average one year, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, this was long overdue. They needed to do this. I'm very happy they did this. Um, what this is going to do, it's going to cement the legacies of a lot of players that only play in the Negro Leagues. And really for the players that played part of their careers in the Negro Leagues, like Monty Irvin, even Jackie Robinson, Satchel Paige especially, um, it is going to really make their mistake a lot crazier. Um, Satchel Paige especially, I mean, Satchel Paige basically had two careers. He had one career in the Negro Leagues and one career in the MLB, because he lasted a long time in the MLB, um, and, I mean, I think it was terrible that we only got to see him in his late later career in the MLB. Um, but, you know, I'm very, very happy about that. And, I think Satchel Page is going to be looked at, at at least top three pitcher. I think he's the best pitcher of all time, but that's just me. But, I'm very happy that historical, um you know, a thing that was looked over for a long time, it's finally been reclassified and that right wrong has been righted. Um we're talking about the NBA. James Harden's throwing up a lot of stink. Uh the Lakers still look very good. Um Giannis saying in Milwaukee, good for the small market, bad for everybody else that really really wanted Giannis. Um and you know, this season should be good in the NBA. Very happy to see it. Been watching some some games lately and uh I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think there's going to be a lot of fun even with the teams that are not necessarily um not necessarily going to contend. Um they're going to be fun to watch. Like, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans, I don't expect them to get close to I don't expect them to make the playoffs even this year, really. And they're going to be fun to watch because of Zion. Uh, The Hornets are going to be weird this year. Um, Just because of, you know, adding Lamel Bell, adding a bunch of players. Goran Hayward injuring his pinky finger. Um, Then you have other teams. I mean, the Washington Wizards now have a duo of Russell Westbrook and... ...um... uh, ...Bradley Beal. So... I'm very excited, but that is all for Hate the Player, Not the Game. A little bit of a shorter episode this week, but thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Remember to stay safe, stay healthy, adios.